You're tuned into the Coin Gamma Podcast, and I'm your host, Fritz Charles. This podcast is about the emerging blockchain and cryptocurrency space. We explore topics that discuss how this emerging technology impacts the world economically, politically, and socially. Every episode is jam-packed with the knowledge you need to know how to leverage this new industry. Whether you want to launch a career in it or you want to become a better investor, this is the place to be. Visit us on CoinGamma.com to sign up for our newsletter. We share all the top blockchain news that you need to know. If you're new to the blockchain, we will walk you through everything you need to know in order to become an expert. Sign up for our webinars where we break down a blockchain-related topic in depth. Again, that's CoinGamma.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CoinGamma Show. Uh, today, we're happy to have an illustrious guest, uh, a leader from the blockchain community out of Canada, actually. Uh, we have Adam Reeds. He's the uh, founder of Ledin. Ledin is a platform that allows you to uh, save uh, with cryptocurrency uh, as, as far as earning interest or borrow um, you know, against your crypto. Um, and so we're here to learn a lot about his project, um, something that is, is, is kind of uh, moving the space forward and, and offering uh, a financial instrument that a lot of people are used to from the traditional finance sector. Um, Adam, thank you for uh, spending time with us today. Uh, you know, please let us know a little bit about your background. What did you do before you got into crypto and blockchain? Um, what And what drove you to even create this platform? And, and a little bit about the background of how it started. Perfect. Yeah, Fritz, uh, thanks very much uh, for having me on the show. Really appreciate the chance uh, to speak with you uh, today. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, Adam Reed's uh, co-founder and uh, CEO of uh, Ledin. And uh, my background before getting into uh, Bitcoin and, and crypto assets was uh, in the energy space and specifically financing and, and developing and building renewable power projects in North America and Europe. Okay. And so, yeah, and, and so through that, uh, Really, the, the journey into Bitcoin uh, was through my co-founder, uh, Mauricio, who I went to business school with uh, 12 years ago at sure. uh, West University okay. in, uh, in, in southeastern, uh, southwestern Ontario. And um, Mauricio was back and forth between Venezuela, where he grew up, and, and Canada. And uh, as things were deteriorating in, in Venezuela, was uh, looking to move back to, to Canada. And uh, he was mining in Venezuela with, with his uh, family. Okay. And as he was coming back to Canada, uh, we were having a lot of discussions about uh, how to set up mining here and the relationship between energy and Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, we were talking about how to set this up and where, where to go. And I was giving him advice and just became super fascinated with the connection between energy and uh, Bitcoin and how you could take uh, uh, really electricity that disappears in a second after it's produced and, and store it and convert uh, energy into hard money. And uh, through that, uh, we, we set up a small uh, mine together in Quebec where the cost of electricity is a lot uh, cheaper than Ontario. Okay. And really thought about, um, you know, what, what services and what, uh, you know, other uh, piece of uh, we could do to add, add uh, value to the, the crypto uh, community. Awesome. Awesome. And then you, you guys figured out that, you know, if this space is going to take off, people would need to uh, get funds uh, against what they have, right? Especially if they're not interested in selling it. 
Yeah, exactly. So we're, we really what we thought about Bitcoin was you have an asset class that trades 24 uh, seven. It's, you know, divisible. Uh, it's obviously there's the real market value for it uh, because you can buy and sell it uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And uh, the other piece that's super fascinating is it's global. Uh, so it works anywhere. And so when you when you think about it, uh, couldn't really think of a better asset to uh, lend against and provide financial services on and we're, we're just amazed at um, uh, really the infancy of, of this idea and uh, companies building services like it around it uh, and, and Canada particularly was wide open and so we had uh, in Canada just through you know uh, friends and colleagues we had met and we thought we had all of the the pieces it took to uh, build a financial services business around Bitcoin and uh, so we got started. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. At the beginning, that was a, a really, a, a, um, you know, an uphill challenge for us is how do we convince, uh, you know, traditional investors that lending against Bitcoin is a secure thing for them to do. Uh, and so it required a lot of education, but that's definitely an area where, you know, as I mentioned, the relationship between energy that we, we see evolving. So as the cost for us to access dollars go down, uh, we'll be able to pass it on to our customers. No, and then... Yeah, and then similarly on the savings account, uh, it does work through uh, rehypothecation. Okay. And so when we de when uh, Bitcoin is deposited on the platform for our savings account, uh, as part of that, our, our, our customers do agree to allow us to lend out that Bitcoin uh, to other exchanges and uh, institutions. And so for us, uh, the, the important work that we do is ensuring that there are high, high credit counterparties that we lend to. Uh, and we also um, uh, uh, often require uh, collateral uh, to be posted. So if we're lending out $100,000 of Bitcoin, uh, we would ask for $100,000 um, you know, in U.S. dollars or, or Canadian dollars to match that as well for additional security. Got it. Got it. Got it. So it's, is, it, is it a one-to-one -one ratio? Because I know some lending platforms a lot force you to kind of put way more crypto than the fiat that you're borrowing. Yes. Yeah. So to separate the product, so on uh, on the dollar loan product, it's a two to one ratio. So for ten thousand dollars of Bitcoin, uh, we would advance a five thousand dollar loan, okay. and uh, the rationale for that is uh, to relieve any risk of margin calls. Uh, so we do, we do have if if the price of, of Bitcoin that is posted it does change uh, as part of the agreement, we do have the right uh, to ask for additional collateral, mm -hmm. and. Given the volatility in Bitcoin, we want to make sure that um, the the probability of that is is low, and so that's that's the rationale for the low 50% uh, loan to value, and it also helps us lower our interest rates by by showing our borrowers that we have a conservative loan to value. Awesome, awesome. That that's that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, especially last year during the bear market where, you know, things things kind of uh, moved in the wrong direction quite a bit. You wanted to kind of make sure there's a lot, enough uh, cushion before the, the user were, was actually, you know, uh, asked to either add to their, I guess, collateral or you would have to trade out for them. Um, did you find yourselves in a position where you had to actually trade out of people's positions? Uh, fortunately, uh, you know, to date, we've never had to do a margin call okay. and, you know, obviously can't take full credit for that. It has uh, a lot to do with the, the timing in which we launched the product and the performance of uh, the Bitcoin market since then. Uh, but it is a rationale for, uh, you know, launching at a fairly conservative loan to value. Okay. 
Awesome. Now, one one thing is, uh, you know, one thing that people always worry about within crypto, um, especially, you know, with all the, you know, even, you know, in in Canada, you had Quadriga CX and you have, uh, you know, Binance recently, like where there's hacks and things of that sort. And so people are always saying, hey, you know, not your not your wallet, not your crypto or not your custody, not your crypto. And so obviously, if you, I think for your platform to work, I would assume that you would have to hold people's crypto for them. And so what, um, I guess, uh, is that how does it work? And, you know, how do you make sure that people are, are you know, safe and, and, you know, could rest at night? So, um, you know, I, I like to think about more the alignment of how we're set up versus the actual, um, you know, details of, of the structure. And for our alignment, we make zero dollars for margin calls. Okay. So there's there's no motivation for us to margin call a client or we, we make no money off it. And it, it's a bad experience for both of us, right? It's a, it's a stressful situation where, um, you know, we're, we're managing the risk of uh, uh, losing our, our print loan principal and our clients are, uh, you know, upset because of the decline in value of their, of their Bitcoin savings. So, you know, that, in that situation, you know, we, we don't want to be profiting at all. And by design, we do not. So, yeah, yeah, there's a, I can imagine those conversations. Uh, thankfully, you haven't had those conversations yet, but when they do ha- happen, it, it probably is a tough one because um, the person, yeah, is probably dealing with a lot at that at that moment. I guess how, what's what does the communication look like? Um, it, you know, if you had to do it, is it an email that's automated? Is there a phone call? Is there a combination of both? Or just you know, what, how does that work? Or how, how will that work? Yeah, it's a it's an email notification, okay. and uh, there's a there's a set time period that uh, the clients have to add additional Bitcoin or or pay down uh, their their uh, Bitcoin loan, uh, so that um, you know they can work through that. And then um, in in a certain situation, if if there is um, accelerated uh, you know a decline, we do have the right to to make it happen immediately. Uh, but um, you know if if we we've done a lot of extensive back testing and and through that we see it as very low risk given that the, you know the the stepped um, uh, notifications that we have in place. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. And so you mentioned Bitcoin only um, as the as what you could use to borrow against. Um, is that the only crypto that you support? And if so, is there any plans to expand past that? Yeah, another great question and, and something we think a lot about every day. Um, you know, so I guess there's there's we really see it as like three different ways to expand. And right. so uh, there's by asset class. So it's going Bitcoin. And obviously the likely next edition is Ethereum, uh, Litecoin and others. Uh, there is by geography. So doing the work to uh, set up and, and understand the legal framework in each different uh, uh uh, country that we operate in. Sure. What, what countries do you operate in now? Uh, so we obviously operate in Canada. Sure. Uh, we are, uh, and then other, each other international uh, jurisdiction, it's it's case by case. Okay. And, and we have a very strong focus on Latin America. Okay. That makes and sense. And so where we've done, yeah, so I mean, given the use case in Latin America, given the, the background of the team, uh, we're very bullish on expansion into that area and uh, really, really looking forward to bringing lens services to the entire region. Sure, sure. So not U.S. yet. 
Yeah, with U.S., uh, U.S. is tricky. So each state has state-by-state uh, uh, state, uh, lending regulations. Right. So it is, it is like doing uh, business, and you know we can c- consider each state it's almost its its own country, as far as uh, understanding the the legal framework to do business. Yeah. And uh, you know we have. There's great uh, companies in the U.S. serving them. We have a lot of respect for uh, uh, BlockFi and Unchained in, in those markets. And so, uh, you know, I think with with Ledin, like any business, we, we want to go where there's a need and uh, where we see green pastures. Uh, so we definitely see uh, green pastures in uh, in Latin America, and and our team is set up for that. So obviously, yeah. uh, Mauricio, our co-founder, is. Uh, well, uh, uh, one of our lead de- developers uh, grew up in Cuba. Uh, wow. We have advisors from Brazil. Um, you know, uh, other team members are, are from El Salvador. Okay. Uh, so lots of experience in the area and a, a really deep understanding of the market. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's, it's there's a big world. There's no point in everybody trying to play in the same sandbox. And there are people where, you know, one thing about crypto, I think crypto is a nice to have. In the you know the in the I would say the um, the tier one world as far as the the, the, the top markets the G10 and so Canada and the US are, are two of the main members UK etc I think uh, where crypto is going to really make a huge impact is in the emerging markets and so obviously your co-founder you know he may, he may you know I'm not sure if all his families was able to leave but you know he has he's probably uh, you know he, he has a lot of exposure to what's going on in Venezuela right now. And obviously, that's a tough situation, and that's even trickled out, right? Because Cuba was very dependent on Venezuela, too, right? And so you have uh, another person on your team that understands that. So, no, I, I think kudos to you for kind of uh, thinking, thinking uh, more globally and more expansive. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, that's great. And so has there been a lot of interest there? I guess what the people that uh, are in some of these regions, um, I guess you would, they, would be bought, they, would, they would get funds not in their local currency, but in Canadian dollars or in U.S. dollars, and then they would have to transfer that into their local currency as they f- see fit? Yeah, so so most of the uh, the customers that we're dealing with do have uh, U.S. dollar accounts, and uh, for those that uh, don't, we have the option to, to fund in, in stable coins, and or we can actually fund, uh, it, it sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but we can fund Bitcoin loans in Bitcoin. Uh, so it, it, it would be repayable in its Canadian or U.S. dollar equivalent. Uh, but, um, you know, really we're focused on let's get uh, users in the areas of the world, it, the currency that's most useful to them. Right. And so we see really this massive opportunity to save in Bitcoin. For the first time in history, you have an asset class that's the same globally. It's borderless. Uh, you can transact, you know, near instantly. And, uh, you know, for you're, you're dealing with uh, customers that don't have access to the New York Stock Exchange. They don't have access to the Toronto real estate market. So sure. for them, you know, they look at the, the volatility of Bitcoin and, and they smile because they're dealing with hyperinflation. Uh, they're dealing with a uh, legal framework where the real estate uh, you know, market may not, uh, you know, own, they may not own their house two years from now if there's right. threat of you know, nationalization in a, in a regime like Venezuela. Of uh, so, you know, you're, it's a completely different uh, mindset when you think about saving in an asset class like Bitcoin. And the last thing they want to do is spend it. So if you can give them an access uh, to loans against that or a savings account where they can earn interest in Bitcoin, on Bitcoin, uh, that's pretty exciting. That's incredible. 
No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, cool. Um, so, you know, obviously you're in Toronto. Um, Toronto is, you know, known as one of the leading cities when it comes to uh, cryptocurrency and blockchain. Um, you know, we all know Ethereum was created in Toronto. Um, and so, you know, what? How, how was the, crypt, the, the Toronto crypto scene? Obviously, you were, you know, for people that are listening, we were recording this, uh, I believe, the week after Blockchain week, week in New York, which is a huge week where everybody from the world in the space kind of comes to, descends on New York and has meetings. And so, I, g- given that you just, you freshly came from the U.S., and so what that, this scene is like, um, you know, how's the, how's the Toronto scene and, you know, uh, and also how, what are some cool projects coming out of Toronto, uh, in addition to yours, obviously? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You know, I've lived, uh, spent all of my uh, life in Toronto post-graduating uh, university. So uh, obviously really, really enjoy Toronto. Uh, I'd say, you know, the, the other thing that's amazing about, um, you know, the setting up a business here is just, Toronto is well known for this, but just how uh, diverse the city is. An interesting right. fact about and uh, I'm actually the only one on the. Everyone is Canadian citizens on the Leaden team, but I was the only one born in Canada. Wow! So, so pretty cool to get that amount of diversity. Uh, and uh, you know, the the tech community is is growing exponentially. A uh, lot of great talent here. A uh, lot of um, you know, obviously from from all different facets from programming to digital marketing to you know business development all, all different skill sets uh capital markets so uh really like the the idea of setting it up and and the canadian banking system for all of the the heat that the, the banks get uh, worldwide uh canadian banking system made it through the financial crisis and uh it's known uh, you know for its its strength so actually our software development team comes from uh, mo- most of them come from one of Canada's largest banks, uh, so that's really helpful in uh, in setting up the security that uh, we with Ledin. Which one is that? Is that RBC or TD or? That's actually RBC. Awesome, awesome. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Is there yeah. any? Um, you know, there's always like in in the U.S. There's like you know people make fun of like J.P. Morgan and what they say about crypto, and you know they're always trying to say oh Goldman Sachs is doing this and you know Barclays is doing that. Like what's I guess what's the uh, the I guess the traditional Canadian banks are do they have positions in crypto or or do they support it? Do they kind of stay away from it? What's what's kind of like the chatter there? Yeah, I'd say unfortunately I'd say for the ecosystem, but perhaps fortunate for Ledin at the moment in that uh, we we definitely see the banks uh, you know farthest away from a from a competitor, and you know I I do get asked that from time to time, like you know do you worry about the banks competing with you? I, I say absolutely not. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean the, there's a lot of there is a fair amount of mo- most banks uh, in Canada have like a sandbox that they they set up for experimenting. Uh, uh, actually, one of our advisors set up the Scotiabank Digital Lab okay. uh, to get um, crypto assets, and uh, pre- pretty exciting, um, you know, really um, a center there for blockchain development. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're, I'd say they're watching, and uh, they're they're interested in the sector, but but no big moves yet, and uh, that's allowing. Um, you know, uh, companies like ours to build around the ecosystem. But yeah, lots of, uh, of uh, great talent in, in Toronto, lots of uh, uh, great companies doing great things, and obviously the, the birthplace of the uh, Ethereum project. So um, yeah, we're, we're very much in touch with the community and uh, are amazed by everything happening around us. No, for sure. I, I need to make a trip up there. Um, there's a lot of exciting things going on. So uh, that's awesome to hear. 
Um, so, you know, when I think about lending um, and, and, you know, and all these other things, you even mentioned things like stable coins. Everybody is really, a lot of people are talking about like DeFi and decentralized finance. Uh, what are your views on that? And do you, you know, do you think that's also a, a, could be a threat as well? Because that's, these are also tools where people are, you know, collecting interest rates. Or so there's like Maker and some of these other ones. You know, there's a, it seems like there's a new one every week, so it's hard for me to keep up. Um, but have you been following the space, and do you have any, I guess, opinion on it? So I kind of approach this from a from a different, um, you know, I guess mindset. And I'll go back to my uh, renewable energy background because I think I, I again see a, a parallel for it. Okay. Um, but what I find is so there was there's you know I guess a similar uh, kind of construct would be crowdfunding. Uh, renewable power projects, right? Sure. So it's very common and okay, we're going to build uh, something here. Let's allow the community to participate, which is a, a good concept. But I would what, what ends up happening is um, the the cost of capital of having uh, um, crowdfunded projects versus projects funded by institutions, uh, it, at least to date, has been a lot higher. Right. And I think that the construct is that uh, when, when you're raising money from individuals, not many people say, I want to commit to one thing for 20 years. Right. But if I put a little bit of money in an institution, then they, can, they have the tools to manage that so that they can place money in for 20 years because they can put their money into something for 20 years, but other things in for only a couple years. Yeah, they can aggregate the capital. Exactly. And so what ended up happening is that the institutional capital uh, always was a, a fair amount cheaper. And I think that's what's going to happen in, in the lending space is really it, it is. And that's the part is it, it's individuals behind the institutions, of course. Right. Sure. And, you know, the, the money comes from somewhere, but it's just that they can make that decision for to add stability. Of course, of course. And, and when you have something completely decentralized, what you what you um, you know, the, the part that's tricky to solve is how do you make it so that there's there's two ways to or, or only one single variable. And so, you know, with, with a lead in loan, uh, when you when you take out a loan, you know that there's a set interest rate and it's not floating versus uh, on some decentralized platforms. And, I, you know, I am amazed on the innovation of it and I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see it evolve. Uh, you have kind of two things moving. You have the, the token economics uh, behind the, the stable coin and then you have the, the borrower. So you have a borrower side and a lender side right. and, and, both, and both are floating. Uh, and that can cause some obviously unknown for, for obviously both sides. And so when you when you want to take action and, and make calls that that's obviously just by, by nature, it's a little less uh, stable. But um, no, that yeah, makes really, sense. yeah, really interested to see how it develops. And, uh, um, you know, again, from an innovation perspective, it's it's incredible. So, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, I think when people look at cryptocurrency, there is the uh, I would say the. Uh, the super purists, like the libertarian people that think like, you know, everything kind of has to be super decentralized and, and operate independently of any institution or bank or what have you. And um, there's people that are a little bit more pragmatic. And it sounds like you're, you're a little bit more on the pragmatic side where you want to lean on usability, um, dependability, and, 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 and brand. And that's what you're looking to build for, you know, people in the crypto community in the, in the yes. regions that you cover. Yeah, I mean, if we really want adoption to happen, like managing your own keys is a is a very uh, difficult construct, right? And there's a lot of interesting ways to make that easier. 
but a lot of people just want to say, you know, you deal with it. And so I think what's great about the space is, you know, you can go either or. You right. have systems that allow you to go completely, uh, you know, manage everything yourself, or there's systems uh, that allow someone else to look after that for you uh, for a service. And that's, um, you know, I think is that that's what's great is you have choice. And so, you know, everything is not going to be for everybody. And um, uh, yeah, I think it's it's great to see different uh, pieces on the spectrum develop. 100%, 100%. Um, no, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, obviously, you know, I could keep you on forever because um, this is a super cool con- uh, project. You have a cool background and this is a great conversation. But, you know, I know you, you're, you're busy building a company and, and, and also, you know, allowing people to get loans, the loans that they need. Um, so I want I'll, I'll let you go. Um, but, you know, if somebody wanted to learn more about your project, um, either to either, you know, uh, get a savings account to get uh you know, to either borrow or even just, you know, follow you or your team, um, where should they go? Yeah, I appreciate it. So on Twitter, we're at uh, HODL with Ledin. Okay. Is our um, handle. And uh, also our website, of course, is Ledin, L-E-D-N dot I-O. Okay. And uh, you can check me out. I'm on Twitter as well. Uh, Adam Reed's just uh, all one word. Awesome, awesome. Well, your name is, is somewhat common, so congratulations on getting the uh, Adam Reed's handle uh, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that might have been awesome. hard. Uh, uh, my co-founder is uh, Kryptonista, but um, you know, he, he he is the cooler version of us. So I got to give him that that credit. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much. And it's a wrap for this episode of the Coin Gaming Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please share it out with members of your network, friends, family, associates, and most importantly, please leave a review on your podcast listening platform whether it's itunes soundcloud google play spotify you name it that really helps the podcast out it helps us get more exposure and share our content with more people and don't forget we're available to help you out with your blockchain related projects just reach out coingamma.com until next time